Hello and welcome to Connectivity 239. I'm your host, Nicholas Bray, and today I'm joined by Matt West. Hello, everybody. And a uh, new NWR staffer, or relatively new NWR staffer, um, Xander Morningstar. Is that right? Yeah, Morningstar. That's right. Hello. Hello. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> so... So today we're going to be talking a bit about ukulele for the Switch and just like the game in general. Um, we we kind of held off talking about ukulele until like it actually came out on the Switch. So this is us, you know, finally getting to talk a bit about it. But um, first, I thought you would just um, maybe yeah start off with whatever we've been playing recently or up, been up to recently. So uh, Xander, what have you? What else have you been doing besides playing a bit of ukulele? Uh, I've definitely been uh, hitting up ARMS quite a bit. Uh, they just updated it with the 5.0 patch, um, and I had actually been playing it quite a bit before that because I had, uh, had finished up playing L.A. Noir and I wanted to do something in between another big game, so I went ahead and picked up ARMS and uh, had a lot of fun playing it, and then right when I was going to drop it, they uh, updated it with a new character and a new stage and a bunch of new weapons, so... I'm still playing that right now, and it's uh, it's been very fun. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I played the uh, the test punch before the game came out, and I liked it. But I never um, I haven't actually picked it up or anything. But I think I read today that they're not making any more content. Like it's that's it. Like the most recent update, that's the end of the content they're bringing out for it. So yeah, I saw that about an hour ago, and I was uh. I didn't know if that was real or not, but if it is, that's a bit of a bummer. But uh, they definitely added a lot more than what that game started off with. So yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, it's a lot quicker of a drop off than I thought it would be, and I don't know if that was because of that was in their plan or if that's just because Arms is a little more niche than Splatoon is. So yeah, it didn't seem to know. take off quite like uh, Splatoon did, and but... right. I mean, I might still get it eventually. It's looks pretty good so. yeah i got it i got it at launch i got it at launch and i i played it i think until like max brass came out um and i enjoyed it there just wasn't really enough to really keep me around mm. they have added um four new characters now since max brass uh, Lola Pop, which is that clown girl. Uh, a guy named uh, Miss Sango, I think is how you pronounce his name. I've never really been certain of that, but uh, he's like this uh, Aztec-like warrior with a spirit that kind of follows him around. and It almost acts like uh, Shulk's blade from Smash. It'll kind of change depending on what color it is, and that'll give him a different boost. Um, then there's also... Um, the one that they just added, uh, Dr. Coil, which is, I guess, the, uh, I don't know if she's a villain or what, but she's been the, uh, <laughs> the deep aspect of the arms lore. She's the one that created, like, the headlock and helix, and she's, like, this <laughs> mad scientist. And so they, they went into depth on talking about, like, why all these things exist because of her, and that was really silly. Um, and then also there's a, um, like a, I don't want to call him a dark version of Springman, but it's like a, a robot called Springtron and he's fairly similar, except he can actually, uh, send out a shockwave that can cancel all of your attacks, uh, give, leaving you open. So it's very cool how much the meta has changed. And they've also added like a, uh, a Splatfest like element. I forget what it's called, but there's a period of time where you pick between two fighters. I think right now it's, a uh, mummy the master mummy and twintel and uh, you just pick your side and go at it and you can earn different badges and stuff to decorate your uh, profile and it's got its own its own achievement system now using those badges so it's definitely added a lot to it but uh i can understand why people just didn't stick around because the core gameplay did not change that well i'll have to jump back in for a little bit and see uh see if it's uh added enough to keep me around longer um, I really, I really wanted uh, like the hinting that they've done with like Doctor Coyle about how it, how she like created Helix and Headlock and all that stuff. That's a, that's like really cool, but like that just makes me want a story mode to this game even yeah, more. I agree. And and that we that we didn't get one is super disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I definitely I feel like I'm creating my own narrative in my head every time I play the game because there really isn't one outside yeah. of like the character explanations. Uh, and cool, cool characters, though. Yeah, and especially with the artwork, they uh, they've changed their title screen every time a new character is added. And like right now, it's this very terrifying close up of Doctor Coyle, and then like um, there's like a smaller version of Max Brass punching the the word arms and the logo. And it's it almost looks like it's a Disney poster or something. Like, oh, what could this story be? And it's it's not. It's just these guys are fighting because <laughs> they've got long arms. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It would have been interesting to see what they would have how they would have incorporated Little Mac because that was like a thing they toyed with apparently oh, you're at right. some stage. So is that sort of it? Um, for you, what have you been up to? Um, outside of ukulele, I mean, I've also been playing uh, SteamWorld Dig 2. Uh, I bought that when it That's first good. came out, played it for a little bit and liked it, and then I just, you know, I, I don't know if I just got busy, if it was college, or if it was uh, other games coming out. I think that might have been the first week mm-hmm. of where, like, 18 games just popped out in the eShop, <laughs> and uh, I just got... Re- Too many games. Yeah, so I think I just dropped that one, and everyone's been saying that's, like, their indie game of the year for the Switch, so I was like, all right, I, got, I definitely have to play this again before the yeah. year's over, so... I've been playing that as well, and it's uh, it's very fun. There are moments where I, I really do like it. I like uh, the progression, uh, finding secrets and collecting things and upgrading my character. And the other times where I'm just, all right, this is a platformer. I'm not always the biggest uh, platforming fan when, when it comes to uh, 2D games, and uh, it's not an 8-bit thing. So sometimes I think my old-school mentality kind of sweeps over, and I have to set it aside until I can let that that pass almost but i really like it it's a uh, it's very addicting and very fun and it scratches that uh that itch that i get with a lot of collecting games so it's a good time i did the review for that uh for a nintendo World report i oh, really loved it uh, it's fun yeah uh, i gave it a 9.5 i think okay cool um but yeah i i was a huge fan of the original game and uh this one is like Everything from the original game just turned up to 11. So Okay. This is my first uh, in the series, so it's interesting to kind of hear about the other character that you're looking for, who I guess was the star of the first one. So this is this is neat. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're also, Image Informer is getting ready to put out, I think right after Christmas, uh, SteamWorld Heist on okay. Switch. Um, it's a completely different kind of game. It's like a turn-based strategy that's okay. a... 2D side scroller. Okay. Uh, but I really like that one too. Uh, I had it on a uh, 3DS. Is that the one with uh, Lincoln? Years ago. Is, it, is that the one with, the with ro- who? With a uh, robot Lincoln or whatever? Is that that game? I'm thinking of that. Oh my! Codename Steam. Is that it's not one? ringing a bell. I'm thinking of Codename Steam. Yeah, that's Codename okay. Steam. Yeah, yeah, that's Codename Steam. I was gonna say I don't, I don't know any Lincoln. Oh, you're you're talking about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Codename Steam, which I actually kind of enjoyed. Okay. Um, not a perfect game, but uh, once the patch came out that spe- sped things up, uh, the game was a lot more enjoyable. I just think people were so burnt out on it mm-hmm. before that patch came out that... Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect game or anything, but I think you can get it for like four bucks now. I think it's worth it's four so bucks. It's so cheap. Yeah, it's so cheap. I think I've seen it yeah. for like six dollars here. Wow! And I th- I bought it for ten, and I thought that was cheap. So <laughs> yeah, and you get to play as like Tom Sawyer and like Sacagawea or something like that. I mean, I don't know. It's a weird game, but I had fun with it. Is that a Nintendo published game, or who made that? Uh, that was Intelligent Systems, oh, okay. the people that do mm-hmm. uh, Fire Emblem. Very cool. Very cool. I'll have to give that one a look before the 3DS is. Uh... Lost to the sands of time. Yeah. Well, I think 3DS is going to go into 20. Right, right. Yeah, I think there's probably a couple more, maybe even a couple more Nintendo games that we'll see next year for it. Right. Um, yeah. Definitely hoping so. Plus, uh, po- Pokemon Crystal is coming out in January or February now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. my favorite. It's my favorite Pokemon game. I haven't actually, yeah, I didn't have actually played Crystal, so um, I might. I was going to replay Gold or Silver at some point, but I'm going to maybe hold out for that now. So Very cool. Yeah. Gold and Silver was my Pokemon game way back in the day. Uh, 
I was kind of bummed that it wasn't there when Red and Blue were coming to the eShop, but now that it is here, and I think Crystal, you said Crystal's coming out, I, uh, I kind of want to give that a shot, but again, so many games right now. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, it's basically gold and silver, just with some improvements. Right, but, right. Yeah. I think uh, I think there's a better better Pokemon locations in Crystal. Mm. Uh, there, there's a quite a bit more variety, especially in the early game. And I think they're gonna let you um, catch Celebi, which is really cool. Oh, they're, that's awesome! Oh, really? Yeah. The, yeah, like replicating the uh, the events they used to do back in the day. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah the, I think... uh, I read after you beat the Elite Four or something, you get some item. Wow! And it will let you um. It'll uh, let you the get GS ball properly. So. That's awesome. Yeah, the GS it, ball. You get the GS it, are ball they giving you the GS ball? Sweet. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow, could you yeah. imagine? That was such a. I, I remember. I, go ahead. I was gonna say, could you imagine like being a developer that's like much younger who maybe even played the game and then getting to work on that game like twenty years later? modding is slightly yeah, yeah just to put a just to put a gs ball in it being like yeah i'm creating something for someone else now i think that, that's awesome the uh the gs yeah, ball the is GS my ball favorite never... did you watch the yeah. anime nick yeah i was about to say the gs ball never got a damn payoff in the anime <laughs> <laughs> yeah it i hope i hope that like yeah they like ash gave it to like professor oak or whatever and or it was the professor and the Orange Islands or somebody? I don't know. He gave it to somebody, and then they never talked about <laughs> it again. Oh yeah, let, let me uh, let me in uh, study this ball, and we just never see it again. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I re- I was always hoping that like one day, like ten years later, they would just suddenly bring the GS <laughs> ball back up. I think they People should be just... like, like you know, like kids, uh, kids watching the anime now. They're just like, what the heck is a GS <laughs> ball? <laughs> I would yeah. know. I, I they should just make like a movie about it. <laughs> Pokemon GS, the gold silver. I don't know. You tell us. Hmm. When I was a kid, the uh, the anime was in the uh, the Hoenn region. That was kind of where the games were at when I uh, was playing them. But I was a generation behind when I was playing them. I played the gold and silver games while Hoenn was kind of a popular yeah. thing. I never actually played Ruby or Gold. That, that's what the plot. The plot of the Switch Pokemon game needs to be about the GS ball. <laughs> also, Arceus. I kind of always wanted an Arceus story, but that never really happened. Oh, well. Yeah, he's just the god of the Pokemon Yeah, universe. what if you expect Celebi to come out of the GS ball, but it's actually Arceus, and then all of a sudden, when Arceus is released, there's mm-hmm. a game where it's like the perfect Pokemon game that everyone wants. Because he released Arceus. I don't know where I'm taking this. Pokemon Rainbow. <laughs> Pokemon I'm actually, Rainbow. I've actually been watching the uh, Hoenn region anime for a while. I've been trying to get through it for like three years now. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I've watched it in spurts. Yeah. I'm getting close to the end. I remember really liking it as a kid, but looking back, I think there were a lot of episodes that were just too different from what the originals were. Like, I remember one is... Uh, uh, I think Ash loses his badge, his, his box of badges to a uh, big blue fish guy. Uh, what was his name? Is it Whisk, Whisk Cash, I think his name was. And like, oh yeah, oh there was an episode recently, I think. Yeah, or there was like this spoink that kept losing its pearl, and I was just like, uh, every time that character came on, I'm like, for goodness' sake, just glue it to your head because, uh, oh yeah, I want to see them fight. Yeah, that that. That spoink was running around just getting any, any round thing and sticking it on its head. But, yeah, it was like that was only in one episode, but really, yeah. Yeah. I have not it left watched an the impression. Anime. <laughs> yeah, it did, it did leave an impression <laughs> enough for me to talk about it all these years later, but I don't actually actually watch it that much. So. All right, so Matt, what have you been up to recently? Uh, well, I uh, just finished the review for Ukulele last weekend That's uh, right, on yeah. Switch. Um, but before we talk about ukulele, I want to talk about this really tiny game called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Hmm. Um. Never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's this weird indie game. Uh. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's a huge game, but, uh, I, this morning I was playing and I just made it to the final boss. Uh. So I haven't beat him yet, 
so I don't know the ending or anything, but I, I've made it, um, made it to the last guy. That's good. Um, so I'm pretty, pretty deep in. Uh, I haven't done a whole lot of side story stuff, uh, or side quests or anything. Um, so I'm only like 65 hours in. Uh, I know a lot of people said it was taking them like 90 or 100 hours to beat the story. Uh, mm-hmm. but I've mostly just crit, crit past it just cause I just don't have time. Uh, At least you're gonna see see stuff. the end of it. I mean, I I I'd, I'd yeah. probably just stop like halfway through or something and never see the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's always the danger for me in these giant JRPGs, just because, especially in a year like 2017, where there's just great game after great game coming out. Um, like, uh, it's got to be really special or like a really high quality short experience. Yeah. Uh, to really hold my attention, because uh, there's just so much good stuff that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like it. It's a good game. Yeah. I don't know if I like it more than the uh, original. Mm. I think I like the original one a little bit more on Wii. Okay. But... Is it? I I'm pretty sure it's not. But like, is it's not really connected story wise at all? Is it to the first game? Uh, no, like, uh, it, it does the Final Fantasy thing where there's, um, some similar elements, uh, yeah, yeah. like, you know, you're, you're on the backs of these giant creatures for most of the game, mm. uh, and that makes up the world that you're in, uh, the Nopon are still in it, um, and then, like, the battle system is, like, a slightly more, uh, tweaked and complicated version of the, uh, of the one that's in the series, mm-hmm. um, but I, th- I think this one, um, this one holds my attention more than it did in X. Mm. Uh, it's it it's kind of more combo based, um, and there's a lot of setup that goes into like if you really want to deal a lot of damage uh, and in fights quickly, there's a lot of uh, setup going on and positioning and stuff. So uh, you're yeah. you're constantly doing anything. There's not a whole lot of waiting around for things to happen, like, maybe in, like, the active time battle system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've, you've got something to do all the time. So. Uh, I just don't know if I... I don't, I don't know if the story's as strong as uh, the first game. Yeah, yeah. I have not played... And, uh, there's... there's Sorry. There, there's no Rhine time. There's no Rhine time. Nobody says anything cool like Rhine time. <laughs> So. I, I don't know if that's cool, but yeah. <laughs> well, it uh, it made me laugh every time. So, <laughs> uh, well, never mind. There, the main character every now and then will say something to the effect of like, "We'll defeat you with the power of friendship," and I feel like I'm playing a Yu-Gi-Oh game. Mm. Um, yeah, but as for me, I haven't played too much. I've dabbled with the Zelda DLC. I don't know if you guys have touched that yet. Yeah. I have finished it actually. Oh. I'm still doing the first Cool. I'm still doing like the first area, the Great Plateau area. I've got one How do you guys feel about that? Um cuz uh, at first I was kind of annoyed by it like initially cuz I, I died yeah. a few times straight away trying to and re- had to restart and stuff, but um it clicked after like yeah, I've died a few times and I just took it slowly and just started using like arrows and stuff from a distance to sort of take things out and um, it wasn't too bad after that. I mean I kind of in, I got back into it and enjoyed it. Um, I haven't yeah like I said I haven't not too far. I mean I've got one more shrine to do on the Great Plateau so I'm still in that sort of area doing that stuff. But uh, yeah I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't think it was bad at all. If I had to compare it to the rest of the DLC that's in the Champion's Ballad, I would call it the worst part of it. But again, I don't mm. think it's bad. I, uh, it was an interesting thing to come back to after having not played the game for a while. Uh, it was quite a yeah. challenge, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely died a lot more than I expected I would. And uh, like Nick, I relied on my arrows quite a bit to get that part done. Yeah, I... um. When I first started it, it actually took me a little bit to remember how to play the game. Uh, like, what the yeah. jump button... Or, or, like, even, like, how to, like, draw my arrows and, like, hold them and fire yeah. them the, the proper way again. But once I got reused to the controls, 
um, and after I died several times trying to figure them out, uh, there's this one spot on the Great Plateau where, like, there's this hill, and you kind of overlook this little foresty area, and, uh, there's, there's, like, a bunch of these, uh, enemies on horseback, and I was like, oh, man, like, because the first time I approached it, I was just on foot running toward that foresty area, and, I, and like, these, you know, they all came up and rushed me, and I, I died really quickly. So I was like, oh man, like, this sucks, like, I, I really don't like this DLC, but I found this, like, little hill place that I could go up, and, uh, I had, like, 50 bomb <laughs> arrows on me for some reason. And so I just, like, made it rain bomb arrows on these, on these horseback <laughs> things, and so, like, I don't know, it, it was like a fireworks show that I was watching on the hilltop where I was just setting off these fireworks and watching things yeah. explode, and I don't, I don't know, it made me feel like a badass, so... Then I then I started having fun, and the shrines in this one are really good. They're like some of the best shrines. Yeah, in the I, was, game. I was about to say I've really um, so far like the first three uh, shrines I've done on the in the DLC. Um, really liked the design of them and um, what you have, like puzzles and stuff is really cool. I was initially disappointed with one of them was like oh it's a um, test of strength, and I was like oh really is a test of strength, but then um, it kind of fakes you out and there's like more of the dungeon after that which is really cool yeah that was neat um yeah because i was like oh i'll just yeah. kill this guy with one hit anyway so because <laughs> you had that obliterator thing with you so mm -hmm. yeah um, i forgot i had that so when i went in and i saw that it was a test of strength i was like oh classic nintendo yeah. doing something that all right and then i went in and just nailed it and i was like wait was it really that easy and and they opened it up into a whole other thing, and it, it got a little challenging. Yeah. Uh, I, for, I also forgot that I had the one-hit kill weapon, and uh, so I used ancient arrows and actually defeated <laughs> it the normal way. And it, a, a, afterward, uh, I think like I think my wife was watching me play, and she was like, why didn't you just use the weapon yeah. thing? Uh, I, felt, I felt like it yeah, was Yeah, but that was a silly Do you know moment. the one where... One of the shrines, uh, those first shrines, um, you got to like scoop up the the balls that are falling or, along around and stuff. You guys mm -hmm. remember that one? Like, yes, yeah. I do. Um, yeah, I was so so stupid. I was I was bringing the chest back across in the little cup. <laughs> I did know, too. I did the exact. And I dropped thing. it just in front of me, but it bounced and hit me, and it killed me. Oh! <laughs> 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 I was like, what? No. <laughs> I think my, my silliest moment um, was actually I don't I don't know if you guys can relate to this since one uh, I don't know if did you did uh, Matt did you beat the DLC or have you gotten to like the Divine Beast portion of it? I've got I I have finished uh, Mifa's uh, Divine Beast. Oh, okay, Beast. all right. I have... uh, but I I still have three more um, three more of the Blight things to okay. knock out. Okay, and. And then the final dungeon, so right. I'm not... Uh, I mean, like I said, I've been playing Xenoblade, which is taking up a lot of time, but once that's finished, I'm going to go gotcha. back to the DLC. Well, then neither of you will pick this up, but there was a moment in the dungeon where I did something really silly, and you'll probably uh, know it when you see it. Uh, there's, like, this area where you care, you have to get a ball from point A to point B, and there's, like, a... It's kind of like the floor is lava, and there's like a spinning cylinder covered in spikes, and you have to kind of walk on it while it's spinning, almost like a Mario Galaxy thing, and just not fall in the lava and not hit the spikes. But you have to be uh, careful. Uh, well, I picked up the ball and brought it back the, going the opposite direction, and it turns out you can just drop it down a ramp right, right next to you. That way you don't have to worry about the ball. But I'd made it ten times harder than it needed to be. <laughs> So uh, enjoy that when you uh, come across it. Well, you still did it. So uh, how do you feel about yeah, the? Yeah, I did. <laughs> how do you, did? Did you like the Divine Beast, the new one? I did. I I walked in and um, it, they they kind of built it up, and I was like, all right, here's the new dungeon. Um, I, after having beat, it took me a while to beat it, and I'm I'm not great at puzzles, but I so I it took me about an hour hour or two to get through the whole thing. Because sometimes there were moments where I was like, I think this is the solution. And I was correct, but the actual like, initiation of it was uh, mm. not working. Like, uh, one of the things is you have to push a button. You have to use your ice block. And um, 
I'm like, well, it makes sense because there's a button right there and I can't reach it. None of my weapons can reach it, but there's a waterfall. So, of course, I'd have to use the uh, the water to hit the button, but I'm not able to. But It's not letting me. It just the, the blinking icon says, no, you can't use water here. And so I just stand in a particular sector section of the room that wasn't very obvious to be able to use it. And so really mm. sil- little silly things like that happen, but... All in all, I thought it was uh, it was really cool. Uh, it, definitely not what um, a lot of people criticized, where it was too short. I thought, for me, it felt like the right length. And uh, the ending payoff is very neat. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about that. But uh, I, I think that, like what we said earlier, I think the one-hit obliterator portion is probably the weakest. Still enjoyable, but I think from there on, it just gets better and better. I mean, the, the dungeon is great, and then the... There's another challenge afterwards that kind of blew my mind a little bit. So definitely keep playing. It's enjoyable. I recommend it. Um, yeah, and other than Zelda... Let's talk about ukulele. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just gonna, oh, I was just gonna quickly, did, you, did you have something else? I was else? just going to quickly um, mention, because uh, I think on the last episode... Was the last episode? We were talking about Pokemon Ultra, Sun and Ultra Moon at some point. Um, yeah. I ended up picking up Ultra Moon, and I've played, like, I don't know, two or three hours of it. And, um, yeah, it sure is stay on the critical path at all times you must not leave the path mm. so far <laughs> oh, and God. um that was i i just don't understand oh. like the, the character is like oh yeah meet me uh, at the professor's lab and i was like okay i'll do that in a sec i'm just gonna go up this path and just see what's there oh no hey come over here you gotta go this way <laughs> and, um i don't really understand oh. i don't really understand why they like they the characters themselves force you to follow them where even if there was nothing at the end of that path for me to do, why not just let me walk up there and walk back? I mean, it just feels very constricting. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, I really like the uh, the look of the game, and it it feels it does feel a lot more like walking around in the anime to a degree, um, which is cool. But yeah, I haven't really played too much, but that's sort of my first initial thoughts. But yeah, mm. um, so yeah, we'll we'll jump over to ukulele now and. Uh, talk cool. about that game so matt um what do you think about it you did, had you played it before the switch version yeah so i actually platinumed the uh, playstation 4 version right um so uh, i collected everything in the game and beat it and um <clears throat> i i think it's okay um i don't think it's bad mm. Um, but it, it definitely didn't live up to, uh, the older rare platformers, like the Banjo-Kazooie's, the Conker's Bad Fur Day, Donkey Kong 64, um, so, uh, I, I felt like a lot of that was the level design, um, I just didn't really connect with those levels, and they just didn't feel as coherent or as, uh, inspired as, um, Especially the first Banjo-Kazooie. I, I really feel like that game nails the level design. Um, e- each level has a really cool theme, and each one feels special. And, uh, and I just didn't feel that way playing through the five levels of Ukulele. And when you only have five levels in a game, I feel like you need to really nail at least most of them. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like really really the only one that I, that I really kind of liked was the first world. Mm. Really? Oh boy, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm on the second world. And I didn't really like the first one, so that's not great to hear. <laughs> uh, I like. I, I, like I mean, even ones. even the first world. Uh, I thought the last world was okay. The space one. Okay. Um. Uh. So that one had some uh unique challenges in it. Um. But yeah, the I I really did not like the fourth one, the casino. Uh, yeah. Yeah, not a fan of that one at all. Um, the other ones were just kind of okay, like, which is how I feel about most of the game. Uh, it's it's nothing special, but I mean, it it did like you know it came out on PS4 before Mario Odyssey and Hat in Time and other 3D platformers had come out mm. um, that were that were better this year. Uh, so it kind of scratched that itch for me. Um, but it didn't really do anything uh, innovative or special, um, and it didn't really live up to uh, the nostalgia factor either. Yeah, it's it's like uh, in some respects it's very 
similar to Banjo Kazooie and some others, it sort of like mm-hmm. feels different. Like you're saying, like the levels, the layouts of the levels feel a bit. I don't know exactly. Like they're like functionally and structurally, they're not that different to like the levels in Banjo Kazooie. Just it seems like they're just laid out more poorly. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to really nail down exactly why. I don't know if it's just because it's like. In Banjo Kazooie, there was a lot of the levels had like a singular focal point for the level. Um, these mm-hmm. ones have like just sort of spread out, sort of more like they're sort of more like um, Mario Odyssey levels in a, in a way. In, in terms of it's just like a wide open sort of rectangular rectangular sort of landmass, and there's stuff in it to find. Um, yeah, I don't know, but. Um, I like the game, and especially when it came out on PS4, I really got into um, into the game until I hit the casino level where I encountered that token glitch, and it stopped my totals yeah. from finishing that level, and I got kind of sick of the casino level, and I just sort of stopped playing it. I played a little bit of the space one, but then sort of dropped it, because I was sort of discouraged from trying to get 100%, because I couldn't at the time, but um, yeah, I, I like like the game mostly uh, I think the the whole point of expanding levels and choosing what moves you can buy is kind of there's no point to it really because with the moves yeah. and that I, whenever I found the snake guy I just bought all the moves I could straight away it wasn't sort of like a choice mm-hmm. like weighing up oh should I get this one instead of this one for now or I just bought like every single move straight away and then later on in the game I realised uh, I could just like skip forward to the next levels, go find the snake and get those moves and then just come back to the level I'm on and it's like 100% it straight away instead of, you know, crisscrossing back and forth throughout the game. And you can kind of game the system a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, when you brought up uh, Trouser, the snake guy that you can buy some of the moves from. Uh, and he's he's another thing that that I really uh, didn't click with in this game was the characters and the humor. Mm. Um, I, I just feel like it's not as strong as, like... It, it was really going for the Banjo-Kazooie vibe there. Um, yeah. I just feel like the the characters and the, the humor just don't click as well as they did in the Banjo games. Like, I always really liked the... Yeah, but I, I always really like the dynamic between uh, Bottles, the mole, yeah, and, and Kazooie. Uh, Kazooie. Yeah. Like their their back and forth that they always had whenever you found Bottles in a level. Um, and I just don't enjoy the back and forth between uh, like Laylee and some of the other characters as much as I did Kazooie. I remember people pointing out that like the humor, like Kazooie's sort of snarky attitude works in Banjo against Bottles and that because they sort of push back on Kazooie, whereas uh, Laylee does the same mm-hmm. thing in this game, but the other characters don't push back, and it just comes off as Laylee being, like, mean. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree with that. Uh, although... And the other characters kind of just ignore Yeah, Laylee they sort of time. respond like, to it as much. I, I, I don't really like that they... Uh, well, actually, I, I should say, I kind of liked at first when they started breaking the fourth wall, and then it got a little overwhelming, and I'm only in the mm. second. I'm only in the second world, um, and then they started. Oh. They started like spoiling uh, different areas. Like I didn't really know that there was a casino thing, and then I think it was even before uh, I'd gotten my first pagey in the tribal stack tower area. Um, Laylee made a joke or whatever uh, about there being uh, we need to save this for the casino world coming up later, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It seems silly. To me, like, the casino world theme seems like a bad idea. Just, like, it was overplayed. It's like an overplayed trope from, like, the 90s and stuff. But, like, I don't really see why they went with a casino where they could have just come up with something, you know, a bit nicer or a bit more imaginative than that. But... I'll take a casino over, like, a generic, like, theme land like uh, sand mm. ice water i'll take that because there's there's elements there that you that you can do but it sounds like it's it was not implemented very well it was it's okay some yeah, of the so challenges the... are okay in the casino one except 
yeah, I ended up spending like a lot of hours, more hours than I should have in there trying to track down pages that didn't exist. So sure. I don't yeah. I don't care for the whole the, like uh, the, theme of. Go ahead. I was gonna say I don't really care about the uh, the railroad or the on rail like what do you call the that? Minecart levels. Yeah, the minecart parts. Those are those feel really weird to do, and I feel They've apparently fixed them up since like they were, I found them pretty bad originally, oh. and all right. Um, yeah. yeah, the in the PS4 version they were awful. They're a little bit better in the the Switch version. Oh, I'm, mm. I've not um, liked them, and I'm playing the Switch version for the first time, so. It's a, yeah. Well, you would have hated. Bummer. You would have hated the PS4. Yeah. I mean, they're doable, but yeah. they're doable. But you got to really sort of do them a, like a fair few times to get the timing and everything down. Because for some reason, they decided to make it possible to change your acceleration on the minecart stuff. So everything, all the timing, and that can vary depending on when you decide to speed up or slow down. Um, and it just yeah. makes it so much more difficult to to get through them. Yeah, sometimes I feel like when I jump and I land, my minecart just rockets forward into like the next obstacle, and I'm like, I didn't press mm. any button to make it accelerate. Why is it doing this? I think it might be having pressing yeah. on the controller stick. I think maybe that pulls back or pushes forward on the accelerator. Um, but even then, it still feels fairly inconsistent. So it's going to take a little more practice. Yeah, the uh, one of the biggest issues i had with the game was some of rextro's challenges the mm -hmm. little like arcade dinosaur thing yeah some of those were just bad um i've only done the the top they're, they're, down racing one that was okay yeah that one yeah that one seems to be that one's okay. seems to have been fixed though because i i I've, i played it post patch on the ps4 recently and i tried that mini game and the steering seems to be a lot easier than it was it used to be heaps harder hmm. um, uh, I'm not gonna lie uh, I avoided it <laughs> when I was doing the review of the switch version <laughs> I uh, I did not hundred percent the switch version uh, just because there's some some challenges that I got to and I just remembered them from the ps4 version and I was like yeah no thanks I usually do like to uh, go for hundred percent when it comes to 3d platformers because it's kind of a game that I'm really really attracted to, and uh, I don't know, the, I, I haven't really I, I found that everything about ukulele, like the, I found I've liked the jokes, I've liked the world uh, design at least, not maybe the gameplay's layout, but like at least the visual aesthetic, and uh, everything that the game has going for it in that department, I have really enjoyed, and I've kind of been rooting for it because I, I really mm. like the design of even just ukulele themselves, like the characters, yeah. Uh, so it's it's hard for me to like pull down on a game because that's something I'm so interested in. And then when I actually play it, it's it's a bit of a different story. And it's not bad. It's uh, I just I would put it in the good category. It's not something that I'm like, oh yeah, let's play ukulele right now. That's what I'm craving. Because there's other things mm. I would definitely put before it. But it's not something I just want to pass up on either because I think that there's a lot of effort to be appreciated that has gone into it. I don't know. I really did like want to keep coming back to it when I was playing it on PS4. I was just I, I think it must have just been the right time, I was in the right sort of mood and I really liked it until yeah, I sort of ran out of steam on it. But um There's some cool ideas. I mean like the expanded part in the the second world is pretty uh, interesting. It's like an isometric sort of exploratory castle sort of thing you got to do um i thought that was interesting yeah um it was different than anything else in the game so uh, it kind of rem reminded me of something that like maybe would be like in like the mario 3d games hmm. um i don't i don't know why though but i just felt like it belonged kind of in there but uh, I will say, if you're going to 100% this game, uh, there's one particular item that I just I I have no idea how you would find without a guide. Oh really? Um, yeah, uh, it, it's just the it's just this one that like the the oh, what were they called like the the ancient artifacts or something like that. There's five. Oh of them. wait, there's the pirate treasure stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. The secret skull um, things. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think I think it's the one in the second world 
Uh, but I could not find it for the life of me. I had to I had to go online and find a Where guy to tell me how to get. Is in that like cave, that really dark cave? Oh, that's um, right. Oh yeah, I yeah, I, and you you had to true. like. Yeah, you had to, like, fly up in, like, this really weird position, yeah. and it was, like, hanging on this little alcove thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, oh my gosh, like, Cause if you collect- even when I had the... E- even when I found the guide, it still took me, like, three or four tries to, like, yeah. figure out if I was in the correct spot. It was ridiculous. Do you- What happens if you get so. all five of those things? Uh, you get a trophy on the PlayStation version. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's not, uh, I think maybe it unlocks something that you, like, a tonic or something that you can uh, use. Oh, yeah, it might do that, yeah. Oh, while we're talking uh, about the, but it was, while we're talking about the tonics real quick, the, uh, the yellow fridge-looking lady, what, what is, <laughs> what is she? It's so I, ugly, it's so ugly. I, I think she's supposed to be, like, a vending machine or something. Yeah, because her name is Vending. Okay, I've... Yeah, it's I hideous. praise all the characters. Yeah. I really like Yuka and Laylee's design, but her in particular, I do not care for. I, I don't understand what she is. Yeah. I couldn't tell if she was a light bulb yeah. or if she was like a beaker or if she was a fridge. <laughs> she looked like, um, what was it, Rosie O'Donnell, but in cartoon <laughs> form. I don't know. It's something weird going on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, yeah, she's hideous. Better get used to that character, um, too, because like, I think that the whole point of the tonic yeah. thing is that it's going to show up in other Playtonic right. games. So. Cool. Oh, cool. Oh, no. I didn't think about that. All right, cool. So, yeah. Oh, no. Bummer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I hundred percented it just because like, I felt like I should because I hundred percented the other banjo games. Mm. Um, but I don't really recommend it. There are several challenges. Um, they're infuriating. That, yeah, they're just maddening. Like they're they're bad. Did they fix um, the um? Did they fix the slide that's near the top of the hub world um in the Switch version? Or did you not try doing it? You know that little uh, which slide? Like a tr- there's uh, there's like several a, slides. It's like a, um, it's like you get it's like one of the hub world pages, I think, and it's up near the space level and the the, the ta- like towards the the final boss area, and um, there's like electrified fences and like uh, I can't really explain. It. It's like you you sort of go down and you got to sort of beat get down the slide in like under thirty seconds or something. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And like um, the, the, the timing on it, it was so close on the PS4 one. You had to be like, it, it was basically down to frames. You had to be like almost frame perfect. It felt like. Um, uh, I I am not gonna lie. I skipped that one yeah. on the Switch playthrough. I mean, I because uh, that was one. Yeah. I eventually I, did it I on said PS4. Enough, but... I I said enough swear words. Uh, during the PlayStation 4 playthrough of that part. Yeah, so, I, I couldn't believe that um, one because, like, surely someone playtested this and was like, okay, we're, this is a bit... T- the timing on this is a bit tight. Maybe we should, like, make it, like, a little bit easier. <laughs> like, it can still be challenging, yeah. but you had to be perfect. And... Yeah. The game feels a little bit rushed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like it didn't really make it through that last round of playtesting, or, or at least the PlayStation 4 version. I will say uh, there are quite a few issues that are fixed in the Switch version. Um, e- even though I, you know, I skipped over some things that frustrated me from the PS4 version, but I will say I feel like the game runs smoother mm. now. Um, there were several like frame rate issues. Um, in certain parts of the PS4 version that I'm sure have been fixed by now in that version as well. But, yeah. you know, having that fixed, like, from the get-go on the Switch version is really nice. Um, so, yeah, they're just some nice little quality-of-life improvements from the original version that have made its way to the Switch version. And I guess the, putting it in perspective a little bit too, like, most of the development of ukulele was done by, like, a very small team as well. And to right. to get that this a game like this sort of out within two years is yeah, still it's still pretty like pretty impressive. I mean, the yeah. the level of quality is there like 
from the modeling of the characters and the the worlds like the way they look and all that looks you know pretty good really um mm-hmm. yeah i i kind of want to see what they what this team could do maybe with a sequel uh using the feedback that they got from this one yeah because um, uh, uh, their company's grown quite a bit now so they're going to have a lot of yeah, know, a lot more resources in place to when they start the new game or whatever. I kind of hope the next one isn't a ukulele sequel. I hope they go and just do something new uh, before that. But yeah, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of people say they would, they'd like to see them try a kart racer like a Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, I mean I really like D- Diddy Kong Racing, but at the same time I don't know. They can't just lean on what they did in the past. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they I don't think that worked out as well. Mm. Yeah, I don't think uh, leaning so heavily on nostalgia worked out as well as they hoped it would with uh, ukulele. But yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do next. I'm just saying, like, if they ever do a sequel to mm. ukulele, that um, I'd be interested in seeing what that looks like, given the feedback. I think it would be a lot better, and I think. Much like how they took notes from Mario 64, I think they would be looking at what Odyssey did and adapting that. Um, yeah, could be. Uh, how do you guys feel about the music in this one? Yeah, it's okay. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I have not quite cared for the sound effects. Uh, I think that they kind of get overbearing sometimes, and mm. not quite the hmm. not quite the the speech. They have like a a short speech mode where like when a character talks, they'll only do like the little uh, mumbles for like two or three seconds, and then it's dead quiet. But sometimes uh, the effects that the world around you makes, I find to be kind of obnoxious and annoying to listen to over and over again. Like uh, the the supersonic sound that Laylee makes, or oh yeah, yeah, I'm like. All right, I know what that sounds like, and it doesn't sound good once. So, uh, <laughs> but that that said, though, yeah. I will compliment that the HD rumble is kind of cool with that uh, with that particular um, move. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I, di- I didn't really talk about that a whole lot, but the HD rumble actually is pretty cool in this game. Oh, good. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I really like HD rumble. Uh, it feels like it's I, going I don't through I, the controller. It's 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 neat. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't say that a whole lot about Switch games because most of the time I feel like the HD rumble is just kind of forgettable. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, yeah, I, I actually am kind of impressed with it. So. Yeah, this one and Stick It to the Man both have impressed me with their HD rumble. They're very neat with their effects. As far as the soundtrack goes, I was like super stoked that they brought back uh, Kirk Hope and Wise for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it ended up kind of just being a little underwhelming. Like it's not bad, but mm. uh, given the names attached, I was I was kind of. I mean, disappointed. Wise's stuff is relegated to the mini games stuff. Um, Kirk yeah. Hope did the main themes for the <laughs> worlds and stuff, and like it, it, yeah, it's not bad. I don't mind the music, but at the same time, I think modern Kirk Hope isn't as good as old Kirkhope. He seems to sort of like mm. rely more on like a more filmic feel type score instead of the very melodic um, tunes like from Banjo-Kazooie like yeah. Um, this, I don't know, uh, it's more you sort of, yeah it's more like the little, they're more like jingles than songs in the original game Yeah. It does seem to be a bit more or- orchestral yeah. Um, I liked the uh, Rabbids soundtrack and Snake Pass's soundtrack, which were Wise and Kirkhope as well. Mm. Um, but I think that they were each individual on those. Um, yeah. I like, yeah, I liked both those better than this one. And I haven't heard all the music yet, but so far, uh, I don't know. Um, and I think I mentioned it to you this before I even came on i never really played the banjo games i uh just didn't have them and um, Mm. whenever people talked about them i looked them up they looked hideous to me (laughs) which i'm sure is which i'm sure (laughs) is that bad uh yeah they they don't Uh, at the time i was a little younger and i was like why would anyone want to play this this does not look like fun and um 
I, I went ahead and I played uh, most of the first Banjo game this year, and I really liked it. It was very fun. Uh, Did you play it on the 360? No, I bought a uh, N64 over the summer, oh, and, okay. I, and I got a cartridge. So I, nice. I went authentic. Um, it mm. was definitely dated, I could tell, but like I didn't really judge it on that. I really just wanted to enjoy mm. it for what it was, because I knew ukulele was coming, and I wanted to see like, how they would compare. Um, yeah, I, di- I didn't yeah. end up beating it because I ran out of time and I had to go back to college. But I, uh, I really liked it. Uh, so, having not played that as a kid, not having much nostalgia for it, it was kind of an interesting experience to come to play ukulele. Uh, that said, though, I am a veteran Mario fan, and I uh, have gone through sixty four, Sunshine, Galaxies, all the three D games, and now Odyssey. Yeah, and those all have their own elements of collections, and so. It was it was neat to be able to balance and compare um, where the three different series kind of land on the scale and uh, I'll, uh, you know always yeah. always a Mario fan forever but um, I've kind of felt like growing up I was only playing those games and now of being older I want to diversify a little bit or a lot yeah. actually and so I definitely took that time to try banjo and I, I really did like it and understood why people have followed it for so long and why there was so much hype for ukulele and why while it is a good game it was a bit of a letdown in some regards um so yeah I yeah know. uh i uh kazooie is actually my favorite nintendo 64 awesome. game um it might um i think mario odyssey finally topped it oh yeah uh, but until mario odyssey came out it was my favorite 3d platformer of all time as well okay um, and so, uh, I was like super hyped when they announced the ukulele Kickstarter, but I didn't, I didn't have the money to fund it at the time because mm-hmm. I was getting ready to go back to college to get my master's degree. Yeah. Um, so I was dirt poor, but, uh, but I was super excited. Uh, I followed it and, uh, so, so yeah, I was a little disappointed, uh, with ukulele. I didn't feel like it lived up to the hype of its Kickstarter announcement, but, um, it, it's a talented team. Um, I'd like to see what they can do with more resources and, uh, maybe, maybe in a few years, uh, try their hand at a sequel. Yeah. Mario, but Mario Odyssey feels like the, uh, Banjo-Kazooie sequel I always wanted, so. There needs to be like, uh, there is like a Diddy Kong outfit, so, I mean, you could say <laughs> that could be your, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I just think, uh, like... A lot of the, like, quality of life improvements that Banjo-Kazooie made over Mario 64 uh, finally found their way into a Mario platformer in Odyssey. Mm -hmm. So, uh, like, not taking you out of the level whenever you find um, a movie. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, It's very hard, actually, now to go back to the older Mario games, even the ones that we've cherished for so long, up until this past October... And now, uh, and we still do, but now you play them now, post-Odyssey, and you're like, wow, it's it's a little jarring to have to run back, jump in the painting, yeah. get all the way back to where you were. <laughs> yeah. I could see, I wouldn't mind them going back to that mission-based 3D Mario structure, but mm-hmm. maybe, like, mix it up a little bit more and make each one, the level change is, like, fairly wildly, instead of, like, a tiny bit right right so that might be interesting mm-hmm. yeah i think sunshine um, had that yeah. potential but it never yeah. really capitalized on it there are i want to say two or three that you can get break the sequence uh, particularly that very first mm-hmm. one in bianco hills but for the most part they are very adamant that you uh, stick to the path and uh yeah it's it's interesting yeah. in that regards um but at the same time um in a weird way, Odyssey is also very linear because uh, you can't yeah. really skip the kingdoms. You have to go um, down that set path that they have laid out. You, you can get to uh, pick the moons that you want in any order. In fact, I, uh, I found that you could actually skip the Sand Kingdom entirely. You don't even have to do the, uh, the Brutals and the, the big uh, Buddha-like boss that's hiding underneath the, uh, the, the desert. You can just get enough of those moons and move on but um yeah that's neat i don't want to turn this into an odyssey discussion that mm-hmm. if you don't want this is by ukulele but it's interesting how uh, they changed that yeah but yeah ukulele yeah. still isn't a 
like fully completed game. Like this, apparently they're meant to be adding the orchestral music to the game. Like all the music in the game at the moment is like, I guess, technically placeholder music still. Really? They're meant to be huh. recording it with an orchestra, and for some reason they've never, they still haven't put that into the game. So, huh? Um, I don't understand what the holdup is on that because I thought I'd thought a while ago that they said that it was all recorded. So I'm not sure. Maybe I'm just mistaken, but um, I'm sure that there was meant to be like mu- orchestral music added into the game, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. like they haven't they haven't even done like the 64-bit tonic, which is I guess meant to make the game look more like a N64 game somehow. Ah, okay. Um, I'm very curious to see what that actually look uh, is meant to look like because obviously they're not yeah. going to remodel the whole game. Like, right? I don't understand how it's going to change the look of it, but. Mm-hmm. I wonder yeah. if it's like only certain characters. Yeah. Um, like you, like maybe like Yuko and Laylee get swapped to like low poly models. Right. They, they did that with the Snake same. Pass as well. Yeah. Yeah, that might be. A thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering, and this this is spoilers for Super Mario Odyssey, but I feel like it's been out long enough that most people know. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder if it's going to be like the uh, 64 outfit. Yeah. Yeah. In, Mario Odyssey. Because I before when they were talking about the sixty four bit tonic, I assumed that it was meant to make the the game world look more like the whole image look a bit mm-hmm. old. But maybe it is just going to be like you can only. But then again, why wouldn't they have implemented that yet? So right, I'll say that yeah. the uh, the worlds themselves that I have played so far feel like in sixty four worlds, but just a lot bigger and longer. Like, I found there were so many places in um, the tribal stack towers that I just got stuck yeah. in. Like, I would fall mm. off the edge and I would survive because I would land on the rock platform. But there's no way to get off of that. So I'd have to end up just jumping off and killing myself. And uh, that was. And then it just starts you right back at the very beginning of the level and you have to go all the way back to um, the top of the tower, wherever you were. Mm. And, uh, so that was a little frustrating. Um, that maybe they would look more approachable if they were in an older art style. I don't know. That's that's interesting. And yeah, there's meant to be DLC being yeah. made for the game too. More of those Rextro games. <laughs> more Rextro games. Yeah. <laughs> they just turn it into like a Mario Party uh, game. It's Rextro's <laughs> party game. I love it's his name and design though. Rextro. That, that's such a great. Pun that they they have been very creative from what I've seen. Yeah, his his full name is Rextro sixty four is. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that sort of wraps up ukulele. Um, I don't think there's too much more to really comment on. Like the game's pretty good. I mean, you have generally have fun if you like Banjo Kazooie, but it is still a little rough around the edges. I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, ultimately it does feel like it is uh, it, uh, straight up a Banjo-Kazooie game made now. It's just the gameplay was not quite as looked at. Um, mm. Maybe maybe with the work as the uh, the nostalgia elements were. Um, yeah. they, I think they've nailed everything Banjo-Kazooie had maybe in uh, its memory as far as like the, well, the dialogue, having a... The capital B guy kind of taunt you wherever you were in the hub, and all the interactions with the characters, the transformations, all the all the power ups. But again, so far the gameplay to me has been uh, just kind of a a slog. You know, I I really don't like I don't enjoy jumping around or spinning my tail all the time and having to. Um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know what it is. That's a. Uh... It's bad in a platformer if you don't enjoy jumping around. I, I know, I know, and I'm probably one of the biggest platforming f- fans. So uh, I'm definitely have to update myself when I finish the game. Um, but so far, right now, I'm just kind of like, I like seeing everything. I like the everything that's designed, and uh, that might just be my my more artistic eye, uh, being an animation student. Um, but the uh, the hmm. gameplay itself has just kind of been all right uh let's just move on uh, and at the same time i almost wish i'd played this before i had played odyssey because i feel like i have mastered the controls of that so well and it's 
just like I want to be able to do that what what I can as Mario right now because yeah, that is so yeah. fine tuned and yeah. it's limited. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder man, I'm yeah, I'm really glad I played it before Odyssey. Yeah, me, I think me too. if I hadn't I I think I think I would have got to like the third level and just mm-hmm. been like, Alright, I'm done. Yeah, and that's that's mm. why I I've kind of been a little slow at playing it is I'm only on the second world and it came out a, a week ago maybe. Um, I can also say the same kind of opinion. Uh, definitely not the same entire discussion, but uh, I wish I would have played Skyrim for the first time before I played, played Breath of the Wild because I want to be able to climb everything and I don't like yeah. having to do the uh, the infamous Skyrim glitch where you just kind of keep jumping up mountains. That's a... Not, <laughs> well, yeah. silly, it's not quite... I, uh, I, felt, I felt that way... Um... I feel I felt like uh, I played Horizon Zero Dawn um, over the summer mm-hmm. uh, after I had finished uh, Breath of the Wild, and and I felt like Breath of the Wild kind of uh, ruined um, Horizon a little bit because it, it's that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wanted you know I wanted I'd see certain hills or mountains or cliffs or whatever, and I'd be like, all right, I want to climb over that, but the game was like. You know your objectives on the other side, and you you have to walk around. Or sometimes there were these certain points where you could climb, uh, but it was only like certain spots. Yeah, um, you couldn't just yeah. walk up to the mountainside and climb over it. And so, like for me, it was just like, man, like uh, I need I need every open world game to just let me climb stuff mm-hmm. and have a paraglider. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think that showcases uh, yeah. Nintendo's like. Probably the, one of their biggest strengths is just in their game design for the gameplay itself, rather than the world and the narrative and all those objectives. I I think that they really do focus on how to make this game fun to play for anyone, and uh, whether it be jumping around or climbing up a mountain, um, you can make those mm-hmm. comparisons. And uh, it's, just, it's yeah. interesting to see where both those sides fall. All right, I think we'll leave it there. Um, thanks again, guys, for chatting about ukulele absolutely yeah yeah and um yeah so if anyone wants to comment they can send us an email uh connect just connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com or you could um talk to us on twitter which is at connectivity at connectivity nwr or just the talk back to this episode so um that's it and thanks for listening and uh until next time bye everyone bye thanks for having me